0: Normally, I would do my intro, um, but I'm not going to do my intro. I'm going to give some disclaimers instead. Um, First disclaimer is, this is going to be a long video. And the reason why it's going to be a long video is because for me to efficiently get my point, do my part, and move accordingly after the last two days that I've experienced, it has to be a, a, a long video, and to everybody who's going to start watching this, uh, for you to understand the context of the points that I'm going to going to be making in the next couple of minutes, please watch the full video. I know it's going to be a long one, but for you to understand, please watch the full video. Please do not comment. Please do not share. Please do not. Talk about it with anybody unless you've watched the whole video and got the whole context of what i'm about to do and what i'm about to say on this video a couple more disclaimers if i seem tired and exhausted if i look like i've not had any sleep um you're correct i've not i've not if i seem exhausted yes I'm exhausted. If I seem a bit defeated, yes, I am def- I feel defeated. If I seem like there's a sense of urgency, there is definitely a sense of urgency. That's why I'm not going to sleep and I'm not doing anything until I've made this video. <sighs> because I cannot, in good conscience, do anything but make this video and say what i need to say and hopefully make the points to hopefully help people understand why i'm saying what i'm saying and why i now have the viewpoint that i will strongly strongly hold going forward it cannot be changed i cannot ignore what i've seen and heard i cannot ignore it so For the last couple of days, I've been spending a lot of time on a club called uh, an app, sorry, called Clubhouse. Now, some of you may know about this app uh, controversially. Some of you may know about this app um, in a positive light. But if you know about this app, then you know about this app and what it's for. If you don't know about this app, um, this app is like a convention style app. Where you can go into rooms and listen to speakers and um, talk about various topics and things like that. Um, yeah, that's the basic. That's the basic um, function of Clubhouse. Um, as a listener, if you want to add to the conversation, you can tap a button which is to raise your hand, uh, and the speakers and moderators of that room, if they they choose to, they can bring you up onto the stage to speak and add to the conversation so that's the premise. that's the premise of the app that's the function of the application i'm just gonna go i'm gonna rip the plaster off rip the the band-aid off and i'm gonna go straight into the topic and i'm gonna focus on the topic i'm not gonna say any names Um, or anything like that for the respect of the people that were holding these rooms and the point point that they're trying to make. (sighs) The last room that I was in, the title of the room was called We Are Not Protesting For You Lot Or Y'all Anymore. The intention of that title is Black Women members of the LGBTQ community as well as non-black women they are no longer going to be protesting for black men anymore that is what they're stating that is what they are not having their mind changed on and I completely agree with them I completely agree with them and here's the reasons why when it comes to protesting um, well no I'll, I'll start with Nucleus <sighs> things like what happened to George, George Floyd when it comes to police brutality um, towards and against black men and the black community George Floyd is not the first time that These examples have been brought up and he definitely has not been the last because since his death, since his murder, um, more black men and more black women um, have died at the hands of the police. Whilst I was in this room the common thing that I started to realise is that as black men, as straight black men, and I'm only going to be directing this video to straight black men. I'm only going to be directing this video to straight black men. I want everybody to hear this. So women, black women. Black members of the LGBTQ community, members of the LGBTQ community in general. I want you guys to hear this. But this is directly aimed, everything that I am saying is directly aimed at straight black men. Because I am a straight black man. And the things that I heard in this room, I needed to hear The beating that I took as a straight black man, I needed to take. The the harsh truth that I heard in this room from many, many black women and many, many members of the LGBTQ community, as a straight black man, I needed to hear these perspectives. I needed to hear their anger. I needed to hear their frustration. I needed to hear their pain and I needed to have the mirror held up to me as a straight black man to show me where we as a collective of straight black men, we are failing. We are failing and we have no one else to blame but ourselves. I will say that again, as a collective of straight black men looking after, fighting for, honorably representing our black community and the people that are most discriminated against and disenfranchised against within our black community straight black men, as a collective, we are failing. We are failing. And we need to stop blaming everybody else and start taking accountability and blaming ourselves for the situation and the position that we have put ourselves in when it comes to fighting for, truly fighting for and representing our black community. This is, I'm not going to talk about any other races. I am not going to talk about white supremacy. I am not going to talk about anything else other than us as a collective of straight black men Needing to be held accountable for our own actions. Now, the reasons why I feel this way is because of what I heard in this room. There's been many, room, many rooms that I've been in on, on Clubhouse over the last two days. But this room was the biggest one that punched me so hard in the gut. And I needed that punch in the gut. When we started to get into the reasons as to why black women and why the LGBTQ community are feeling this way, the reasons they were given, I could not argue against. I could not argue in whole, in good conscience against. So I'll put it to you like this, yeah? <clears throat> After many hours of being in the room, a black woman posed the question to us straight black men. When it comes to protection, is it not true that the first port of call for us as black, as straight black men, the first port of call for us is to protect ourselves? She asked us as men if we agree with that. I, myself, I agree with that. The first port of call as us as straight black men is to protect ourselves. So then she asked the question, why are we getting upset as straight black men? Why are we getting upset when black women and the LGBTQ community are saying to us, they are not going to protest for us anymore? And that that question hit me, that question hit me hard. That question hit me hard. Because I can deflect, I can talk about this, I can talk about that, but if I am to admit wholeheartedly to that question, the accountability of everything else has to fall on me. It has to fall on me. And let me explain what I mean. So, whenever anything happens to black men at the hands of police, at the hands of white supremacy, at the hands of racism, When it comes to protesting, our black women are are out in force. When it comes to trying to create a dialogue, it's when we look out, it's our black women that are out in force. In force. No questions asked, no strings attached. They are out in force. Who else are out in force? The LGBTQ community. They are out in force with. Our black men. I mean, sorry, with our black women, they are out in force with our black women. I'm not going to talk about white people being included. I'm not. Doing, I'm not going to talk about the small pockets of good black men that are also there. The majority, the majority of the people that come from our communities are our black women and our LGBTQ communities. And that cannot be denied. You can try and twist it all you want, but in general, that cannot be denied. Now, when the women were stating their individual reasons as to why they don't want to protest for black men anymore, the reasons that I were hearing, I could not disagree with. Here's one of the reasons. Even here in the UK, yeah, recently we have had um, we have had news reports of I forget her name, but we have had news reports of a black female ar- activist being shot in the head and killed by black men. But she's a black female activist. She's a black female activist standing up for Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter, the movement itself has always been the the, the movement that stands up against police brutality towards the black community. And the, the, the examples that have been held up have been black men being killed by police. She was fighting for that cause. She was representing black men. As a result of fighting for that cause. We can argue about the politics and this and that and the other. But she was a black woman. She was a black woman. This is in the UK. She was a black woman. Who was fighting. For the cause against police brutality which is against black men. That's the catalyst. George Floyd was the catalyst. And she was in the street. She was in the protests. She was at the protests. She was on the speakerphone. Speaking to the people. Getting their points across. She was doing that. She's a black woman. And she was shot in the head. And killed by a black man. And what what response did, did she get? No snitching. So the black men that killed her, they have been protected by this no snitching rule. They have been protected by this this no snitching rule. I'll repeat, a black woman activist that was standing for the cause against police brutality that has been happening for decades against black men, was shot in the head and killed by a black man And now those black men that are responsible are being protected by the no snitching rule. Now, who is enforcing this no snitching rule? Black men. Do you understand? Do you now start to understand the conflict? Do you now start to understand the hypocrisy? Do you now start to understand where black women are coming from? And that's just one example. That's just one example. But do you now start to understand where black women are coming from? You've got black women activists fighting for the cause of black men. But yet they are being killed by black men. And then they are being protected By black men. And that's just one example. I was in this room for say about four hours, maybe five hours. And I was hearing examples like that time and time and time and time again. I was hearing examples of where black women have stood for their black men, but yet They are being hurt by the same black men. They are being killed by the same black men. They are being molested by the same black men within their own communities. The very people that these these women are trying to fight for and trying to protect are the very people that are hurting them. Understand that. Please understand that. As a straight black man, that was hard for me to hear, but it was something that I could completely not deny in any good conscience. I cannot deny that there are many, many examples of that happening. And that is why I say, as a collective, we are failing. As a collective of black men, we are failing. And at the worst point ever we are failing within our own communities that was one example I just gave I just gave if you want to, if you want to search out news reports the BBC news reports the ITV news reports you will be able to find them. I can't remember the name because it's been a long two days and oh And I'm just at the point where I just need to get this out. I need people to understand what is going on. Because I completely support black women and the LGBTQ community to stop protesting for us. They need to stop. We see videos of them being arrested, being manhandled at these protests. We see videos of that. We can't deny this. We can talk about agendas and this, that and the other. But the the hurtful truth is... This is actually happening. And the sad thing was... The sad thing was... There were straight black men... That were coming in to speak... And add to the conversation. Yet all they were doing... Was deflecting. All they were doing... Was def- was deflecting, was blaming this and blaming that. We we, we set up this, the room was set up to only talk about what is going on within the black community. Yet black men are bringing in comparisons of what white men do, of what other races do, bringing in things that derail the conversation and derail the focus from black men taking accountability. ...for where we are lacking as a collective. How can we in good conscience... How can we in good conscience... ...say that we are truly standing up for our community... ...yet our black boys and young black men... ...and this is me speaking from the, the the perspective of the black community in the UK... ...but this is something that's global. This is something that is global. But in the UK... Our young black men, our young black boys, are being seen to be running around, and this is truly happening. They are running around with machetes, with knives, and they are stabbing each other, and they are killing each other. They are stabbing each other, and they are killing each other. There are black men that are going out on the streets that are taking knives off these children, taking knives off these these teenagers, taking knives and machetes off these young black men that that seem to be just hell-bent on killing each other. And even they are getting stabbed. They are trying to stop the violence and they are getting met with violence. And when it comes to that, We want to make excuses again. Well, the white man. Well, systematic racism. Yet, all that does is deflect. All that does is take away from the lack of accountability that us as black men are not facing. We are not facing this genuinely and sincerely and without cognitive dissonance we are not facing this we are making excuses for this we are making excuses for this and what i what i learned what i was what it was drilled in me to understand is that black women are not having it anymore they're not having the excuses anymore they're not having it anymore because they are going out and supporting us black men they are going out and protesting us protesting for us They are going out on the front lines when really and truly they should not be on the front lines. Really and truly. Really and truly they should not be on the front lines. And this is why I mentioned cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Take the time to look up, look it up and understand what cognitive dissonance means. It means not holding consistent beliefs across all situations perspectives and ideals I repeat cognitive dissonance means not holding consistent consistent beliefs and actions across all ideals and situations so here's what I mean by that yeah every single black man will say if any harm, Was to come to their mother, their sister, their female cousin, their grandma, their auntie. Every black man, when pressed, will say that if any harm was to come to them, it's go time. It's war. It's war. It's war. I'm going to war for my mother. I'm going to war for the females in my family. Every single black man will say, when pressed, straight black men, when pressed, they will say, yeah, they will go to war for their black women. But yet, in the same breath, and at the same time, When we look out at the protests, when we look out at the war, when when we look out at these protests. It is these same black women that are going out trying to support us black men, straight black men. And when they get hurt, there isn't an army. There isn't a 100 man army of black men going to war with the police, going to war with the government, going to war with Congress, willing to risk their lives for the same black women that have just been hurt. I will repeat this story again. A black female activist who was standing up for George Floyd. So in effect, standing up for black men who have been killed at the hands of police brutality, was shot in the head and killed by a black man and is now being protected by black men because of the no-snitch rule within the black community. Black women have had enough of fighting for us And then being abused and killed by us. That is a hard truth to hear. But it is the truth. It is a hard pill to swallow. But us as straight black men, we have to swallow it. We have to. Because that is what's happening. And we need to stop calling upon our same black women to stand up and protect us when we are truly not willing to protect them. And it's not just them. It's not just black women. It's LGBTQ community as well. And when it comes to straight black men, when it comes to us protecting the LGBTQ community, people that are in our black communities, straight black men, we are not protecting them as well. We are abusing them as well. We are abusing them as well. We are abusing them as well. It is a hard truth to hear, but we need to hear it. I am a straight black man. I need to accept this. And this is why I'm putting this message out there. Two straight black men. We are hurting the very people that are fighting to protect us. Understand this. We are hurting and killing and abusing the very people that are fighting to protect us us. I will say it again. In the UK, a black female activist who was standing for Black Lives Matter, who was standing for George Floyd, and I say again, in effect, standing for black men. She has been shot in the head and murdered by a black man who is being protected by black men because of the no snitch rule that is within the black community. We have done this black we have done this to ourselves black men. We have done this to ourselves. We have got ourselves to, to the point where the, peop, the very people that are trying to help us, the very people that are trying to stand for us, the very people that are trying to support us, the very people that are also going out on the front lines, standing beside us, they are at the point of saying they're not going to do it anymore. And I completely agree with them. You know, why? Because we are not doing enough. I was in this room and black men were coming up talking about the little pockets of work that they are doing. And I do say little pockets of work that they are doing. Not understanding that, yes, they may be doing some good good, um, good work, but it is not enough. Compared to the grand scale, it is not enough. And here, is an, here was an example that was given. Here was an example that was given. Another black man came up to speak and said, well, what do you expect us to do? When, when they're bringing, when the police and the National Guard, and do you know what I mean, they're bringing tanks onto the streets. I will say that this is coming from a, 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 an American black man speaking from an American perspective but I'll still go through with what they were saying. This black man came up and said, what do you expect us to do? When they're bringing out tanks, when they're, when they're bringing out semi-automatic weapons and things like that, what do you expect us to do as black men? And you know what the response was, um, that was given back was? The response that was given back was, I expect all of these gangsters I expect all of these black men that are willing to kill each other over a red and blue flag. I expect all of these black men that are willing to kill each other over some money, over some drugs, over, do you know what I mean, possession of a woman, over all of these things. I expect all of them to be out in force and shooting back at these tanks. Sounds extreme. But when you really think about it, It's the truth. It is the truth. I ain't from the hood. I ain't gangster. I ain't selling no drugs. I ain't, do you know what I mean? Like, and we don't even need to go through that history of what I am, what I do as a black man. All I know is that is the truth. That is the truth. That is the truth. All the black men that are willing to go to war with each other, you should be out on the street going to war against the same white supremacy, the same systematic oppression, the same systematic racism. You should be going against that. that those same things that you always use in ex- as an excuse when it comes to why we are not protecting our black women enough when we when we as black men get pressed on why we're not doing enough to protect our own black communities, our own black people our own black women we always talk about racism, we always talk about systematic oppression we always talk about white supremacy but we never take the accountability for ourselves as black men, we never take the accountability for that we never do it. We never do it. We never do it. We always run to those excuses. And this is what I'm saying, this is what I'm talking about when, we, when, when, we, when I talk about cognitive dissonance. Black men, straight black men, we need to stop picking and choosing when we're going to war and when we're not going to war because it's beginning to it's beginning that logic is beginning to fall apart it's beginning to fall apart and as a result the people that are getting most abused within our own black communities because i say again this is global this is global the people that are getting the most damage and being the most abused within within our own black communities our our, our black women they are our black women and we are doing it we are doing it we are doing it and i'm not saying this to just demonize black men i'm saying this for black men to just look look at the mirror that is pointing but is being pointed back at ourselves we have to look at it. We have to take accountability for where we are failing. It's not demonization to have the problem highlighted, it is not demonization, it's not bashing. We have to take accountability accountability for where we are failing as black men and we need to stop blaming black women we need to stop blaming racism we need to stop blaming white supremacy because i'll say it like this i'll say it like this and i've seen it myself and i believe it myself when a when a black woman is being raped by a black man there's no white man there putting a gun to his neck forcing that black man to rape Molest. Abuse. Mentally abuse. Physically abuse. There is no white man there putting a gun to that black man's head that is doing that. So we need to stop stop using that as an excuse because it just doesn't work. It just does not work. It just does not work. From the family that I've come from, from the experiences that I have had, that it just falls apart. It just falls apart. Because when it comes to the people that are, that are being abused, they're not seeing the structural racism. They're not seeing the white supremacy. They're not seeing the systematic um, um, oppression. All, they're, all they're, they're seeing is their abuser abuse them and their abuser looks like them. Because more often than not, when it comes to um, the abuse of black the abuse of black women, More often than not The majority of the time And I'm going to go as far as to say 95% of the time It is at the hands of black men When it comes to abuse It always comes from people That are closest to you it is found within all cultures but i am specifically talking about the black community and i am specifically talking to black men straight black men you know this we all know this when it comes to abuse of our women when it comes to abuse of black women it all it's always from someone that is close to them always always comes from someone a black man that is close to that black woman that's where that abuse comes from and we need to look at that we need to take accountability for that we need to stop making excuses for it we need to take accountability for it we need to otherwise nothing is going to change and you know why why nothing is going to change Because black women and the LGBTQ community are saying they are not going to protest for us anymore. So in effect, they are not going to put themselves in harm's way for us anymore. They are going to stop speaking out for us because we are not speaking out enough for ourselves. And I I agree, I will say again, I agree that they need to do that. They need to stop protesting for us. And you know why I agree? and Why I am so strongly for that idea and for that movement? It's because if they don't, us as black men, we will keep on using them as a crutch. If they don't stop putting themselves in harm's way, we will keep letting them put themselves in harm's way. We will keep letting them be our shield and as black men that is that is completely backwards that is completely backwards we should not be putting our black black women in front of us to be our shield we should not be doing that it makes no sense no female no female black activist should be dying for our cause it should not be happening no woman should be dying for a male for a man's cause straight up and down if you call yourself a real man to your core then you know no woman should be fighting for you no woman should be fighting for you you should be fighting for yourself no woman should be fighting for a man. You have to recognise that. You have to admit that. If you if you claim to be a real man, at its core, you should know that no woman should be fighting for a man. No woman should be fighting for a man. That's not to say women can't do what they want. I'm just strictly talking to the black men, the straight black men. If you are supposed to call yourself, you really claim to call yourself a real man, then straight up and down across the board... No woman should be fighting our cause. No woman should be fighting for us. But that's what's happening. That is what is happening. And we, as black men, we are letting it happen. For fucking bullshit reasons. When all, when, when at the end of the day, it all comes back down to, we are not fulfilling our role as men. We are not fulfilling our role as men, black men. We're not, we're failing. We are failing. We are failing. I heard too many examples of how we are failing. I've heard too many examples and I have to accept them. I have to accept them. I have to. I think I'm going to end the video here because I, I feel like I'm just going to be... I'm just going to be repeating the same point over and over again. And there's going to be a lot of black men, black straight black men, that won't understand because, because they don't want to accept where they are feeling. They don't want to accept that they have to take responsibility for their actions. They don't want to accept that they have to be held accountable. And the good men that want to try in and try and chime in and do the whole, oh, it's not all, it's not all black men. Well, good black men, look, we don't outnumber the bad men. We don't. As good black men, and I'm not calling myself one, I'm just stating a fact, we don't outnumber the bad black men. We don't. We don't our black women are screaming out and telling us this our black women and are screaming out and telling us this when they say where are all the good men recognize where that comes from recognize where that comes from and stop we need to stop blaming whatever decision or action or anything that the woman may have made. We need to stop doing that and we need to just focus inwards and take accountability and responsibility for our own actions. I'll give you a reason as to why I'm saying this. Many times I have heard from women, but again, I'm speaking specifically and only to the black community and to black men, straight black men, yeah? Many times growing up, many times in my life, I have heard stories about marriages. And the shocking thing that I always hear is common. The shocking thing I always hear is when we got married, it's like he completely changed. This is coming from our black women. This is a common thing that I hear. When I speak to Black women, it's a common thing that I hear. When I speak to Black women, and we talk about why marriages break down, why do you know what I mean? I'm not talking about just relationships. I'm talking about marriage because I want to be married. So I'm going to talk to people that have been married. And when we talk about marriage, it's a common thing that I hear from many Black women. They get to the point of saying it's like like he completely changed the moment we got married. Everything was cool. He he was doing everything right. He was doing this. He was doing that. But as soon as the marriage certificate was, was, was signed and the honeymoon period was over and we were back home, it was like he was a completely different man. You know what? That screamed out to me that us as black men, we are great at manipulating. We are great at manipulation. That us as black men, we are great at wearing a mask until we don't need to wear the mask anymore and we've trapped our black women and we've put them in a position where they can't get away from us financially. We lock them down with children and then we don't do our jobs enough to look after these children. Manipulation, deviousness. I can't ignore hearing these things. I heard these things outside of club, Clubhouse and then I heard these things in abundance in this room on Clubhouse. I can't ignore these things. I can't ignore these things anymore, not in good conscience, not, not with the life that I have lived, not with the family that I have come from. I can't ignore these things. They are beating me in my head. I have to pay attention. Black men, we have to pay attention to these things and stop placing blame on the women. Why is that a common thing that we are hearing from our black women? Why is that? Why do they feel that when they get married, the mind completely changes? And again, if the shoe doesn't fit good men, if the shoe doesn't fit good men, then don't comment. Obviously, we're not talking about the good men that are in happy happy marriages and they're looking, looking after their kids. I will say again, there is not enough of you. There's not enough of you. There's too many of the bad men. Listen, there's too many of the bad men. There's not enough of the good men. I'm not going to say I'm a good man. I'm taking myself out of this. What I can say clearly from hearing... What these black women are saying from hearing what the LGBTQ, the black members of the LGBTQ community are saying that if there is good men, cool, there's still not enough. There's not, there's not enough. There's not enough good men. There's not enough good men standing for their cause, standing up for black women. There's not enough good men taking over, overpopulating the protests overpopulate really and truly it should only be black men that are at these protests really and truly but it's not because we are letting our women come up with us and get hurt with us which is which should not be happening it just should not be happening (sighs) should not be happening and the black women and the LGBT community the black members of the LGBTQ community are screaming out they're screaming out they've had enough and they are not doing it anymore they are not protesting for us black men they are not doing it anymore they're not protesting for us anymore We can't change their minds. They've got too many examples why we ain't shit. Way too many examples of why black men ain't shit. And we need to recognise that. We need to stop trying to place blame everywhere else except for ourselves. We need to hold that out. We need to take these beatings. We need to look at the the, 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 the horrible, ugly truth. We need to look at the horrible, ugly truth that has been staring us in our face and that we are are refusing to acknowledge. We need to recognise how we collectively, as black men, are failing... And not just in one area we're failing in many we're failing in so many areas, and our black women are suffering as a result. the LGBTQ community is suffering as a result and it's us that are, that are, it's us that are perpetuating the suffering it is us. Black men, straight black men, collectively, that are perpetuating the suffering. There should not be a no-snitch rule when it comes to our black women being hurt, being raped, being abused. There should not be a no-snitch rule when it comes to our black children being raped, being hurt, being abused, being murdered. But it's happening. And that rule is in place. And there is a massive majority of black men that are trying to keep that rule in place, which makes no sense. It makes no sense. So. There's so much work to be done, man. As a black community, there's so much work to be done. There's so much work to be done. But black men, we are the ones that have to do it. We need to stop calling on our black women to come and support us and hold us up and... No, 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 no. Our black women just need to stay at home and chill. Live their best life. We need to deal with the struggle, black men. We need to deal with it. We need to stop asking other, other, other. We need to stop asking the very people that we are abusing to support us. We need that needs to stop. It's all on us. It is all on us, black men, straight black men. It is all on us. It can't be any other way. It can't. It cannot be any other way. We are failing collectively black men. We are failing collectively black straight men. We are failing our our own community. Not just in the UK. America as well. We are failing. And we need to recognise that. And we need to pull together and fix up with no help from anyone else, it is all on us.